Hey, and welcome back to another episode of More Happy Life. This is your host, Andy Proctor, and I'm so glad you're here. So I want to talk today about boosting energy without caffeine. Uh, You know, a lot of people struggle with fatigue or are just kind of sapped of energy on a regular basis. And I believe that increasing energy is one of the most powerful ways that you can have a more happy life. And I just want to share some things that can help you to boost your energy that doesn't necessarily include caffeine. I Just another word on that is that I think that uh, when a lot of times when you feel down or depressed or really struggling in some way, um, it's sometimes it's just that we don't have the energy to do stuff. Sometimes we just don't necessarily feel the strength to move forward with it. So I think that it is a good idea to prioritize the things that help us to boost energy in a way that will really make a difference in in your everyday life. So first, I just want to share a little bit of a word on caffeine. Okay, so I don't really have anything against caffeine other than that it was you know, one of the things is it was, it triggered my first panic attack that I ever had. (laughs) Um, so ever since then I've chosen not to consume caffeine to boost energy and I've had to find other ways to keep me awake when I'm having a tired day. So the other thing about caffeine is that it doesn't necessarily, you know, it doesn't actually produce energy in your body. It is a stimulant so it basically tricks your brain into thinking that you already have energy, but it doesn't actually have the building blocks of energy that your body needs, like adenosine triphosphate and all those things that create the energy that our muscles use to you know, do stuff. So just a word about caffeine, and I just want to jump into some of these things uh, that help you to boost your energy without necessarily having having to rely on that cup of joe every single day. All right, so let's jump right into this. So the first thing I want to talk to you about is hydration. If your pee or your urine is not pale yellow or straw-colored, straw-like hay, uh, you need to drink more water. And dehydration can, and you know, there's vitamins. If you're like a total vitamin junkie, um, and you know your your pee might be a little bit more yellow um, than the regular person who doesn't eat vitamins. Um, but dehydration really can be a huge energy sucker, and make you moody, and even cause joint and muscle pain. And so, make sure you're drinking tons of water are like enough water, right? Um, if you need help with, with knowing how much water to drink, there's so many, there are so many apps and, you know, just Google how much water should I be drinking? Um, you know, and, or get one of those water bottles that really, that tells you actually, I have one, uh, that, that, uh, like I mentioned in a previous episode that, that tells me, you know, here's where you should be <laughs> by this hour of the day. Um, and if I haven't, you know, consumed enough water, then I, I, it helps me and reminds me. Uh, so <clears throat> that's really helpful for energy. Uh, it's like a car, right? If you, uh, if you drive a car without oil, um, it's going to burn up and it's not, it's going to, it's going to blow up, you know, it's going to crash. So, uh, don't drive your car without oil. Definitely stay hydrated. Keep your 
muscles and joints and bones and brain hydrated and, you know, lubed up so that you can um, be a well-oiled machine and have the energy that you need. The second thing is to move more often uh, naturally, right? Just stretching, doing simple yoga, dance, uh, going for a walk, just gentle things can really help increase your energy. Um, one thing that I really love doing is actually bouncing, uh, bouncing on my little trampoline. And uh, the stu- there's a study that shows that, um, that jumping on one of those rebounders for just three minutes can actually increase your your immune response or your immune system by like 300%. So, and I usually do like three songs or so, um, which is like 900%. (laughs) So, uh, so that's kind of cool. I mean, um, if you travel a lot, just jump on your, your hotel room bed, which I, (laughs) I'm planning on doing tomorrow morning. Uh, so, you know, uh, moving, moving more often really helps your body, uh, to stay healthy and to have the energy that that you that you want. The third thing is eat smaller meals more often. Instead of having three meals, uh, just bigger meals, you know, throughout your day, maybe try eating smaller meals, like six or five meals that are smaller, and doing it more often throughout the day. It kind of helps keep your blood sugar levels steady, and kind of maybe avoid large amounts of sugar and fat, um, AKA baked goods, <laughs> uh, nothing, you know, against baked goods, chocolate chip cookies are definitely my go-to, um, you know, sweet or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and I love, I love cookies and I, I love baked goods. I, I don't shy away from them. Um, all the time. I, it's my favorite thing, uh, you know, to kind of enjoy, but you know, don't, don't make it a staple of your diet. Um, if you're feeling like your energy is really lacking and you wanted to increase your energy, I would recommend not making those a staple. So, uh, but you know, that's one thing you can do is eat smaller meals, but do so more often. Next thing that I want to talk about, or the fourth thing, is optimizing your breathing. (laughs) So breathing. (sighs) Increasing oxygen flow to your body is an amazing trick to help you to feel more energized. I used to go to yoga um, more often, and yoga can really uh, make you feel energized at the end, I think not just because you're stretching and moving, but also because you have been focusing on breathing the whole time. And so, you know, you you have basically a guided breathing meditation or a guided breathing session is what yoga is in many forms of yoga, I think in most forms of yoga. And so, yeah, I think breathing, uh, whenever I would end a lot of those sessions, at the end, I just felt so energized and clear-minded and just excited about life. So, you know, I also recently used a device that's called um, the Spire Stone to measure my breathing when I wasn't thinking about it, uh, which is really interesting. And I found that my breathing was quite shallow while while I work. Um, and most, you know, most of the time it was it was shallow when I wasn't thinking about it. Um, 
kind of at my computer at my desk. Uh, and this was about a year or so ago. And, you know, this isn't always a bad thing, shallow breathing. Uh, research shows that breathing while you are in an intense focus is actually more shallow than um, and like frequent than when you are sleeping, for instance. Uh, but it was very interesting to be given a reminder to breathe deeply when I hadn't for over an hour. So uh, it was good to kind of, you know, it, give, it pops up this thing on your phone or your watch and says, hey, it looks like you haven't taken a deep breath in a while. Do you want to take a break? <laughs> Which is a good reminder. So it was interesting to see uh, that, you know, most of the time we don't really think about how we breathe. It's it's an unconscious thing uh, that's just kind of in the background, but it's so important. And so, you know, making sure that you are breathing uh, deeply every once in a while. Um, and, and if you're feeling sapped of energy, you know, t- to take a break, take a, a little bit of a break and just, you know, make sure you're breathing deeply, um, every once in a while. Right. And, I, um, it's, it's, uh, you don't want to breathe too deeply too often because <laughs> you don't want to hyperventilate and get too much oxygen, but getting the right amount of oxygen to, your brain and your body really will help you to increase energy. So the fifth thing is sleep better. So funny story. I'm actually in Saudi Arabia right now. <laughs> I'm, I just flew in last night to Riyadh and I, uh, over the last few days I have gotten, I think it was five hours on the flight and then maybe a couple of hours, um, of little, little naps since then. And this morning I took about a two and a half to three hour nap. Um, cause I'm trying to adjust my body to the new time, uh, which is always really hard the first day or two. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, you know, part of what I'm doing right now is trying to help keep myself awake, uh, which I thought was really hilarious that I'm recording this very episode about boosting your energy. I mean, part of why I did this episode is because I thought I need, I'm going to need some really good science backed strategies to help my energy when I'm over there and don't have too much time to adjust. Uh, so how can I do that? So I looked it up and I looked up a lot of, of, you know, research on this and, you know, one of the things was sleep better. So (laughs) in addition to all these other things, uh, but all that, all that aside, I uh, just wanted to kind of share a funny story with you uh, to give you context um, if I sound kind of groggy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, adults should get seven to eight hours of sleep per night, uh, which I plan on doing um, from now on when once I'm here. Uh, and it should never drop below six hours consistently. I've been actually using a sleep tracker that tells me how long or how I'm doing in my sleep habits. And some studies show that you can, you can actually develop what researchers call sleep debt and sleep credit. So I actually tried to sleep a little bit more before I knew my sleep was going to be off um, to kind of almost create that sleep credit, um, which you can actually do. They found in, in some studies that um, if you sleep more um, before you know you're going to sleep less, it may actually help. Uh, not not all the participants uh, worked, but anyways, thought it was an interesting study. And if you've been 
consistently getting less than six hours of sleep, you might be accumulating some sleep debt that can be not very good for you and very bad for your energy and for all kinds of other things as well. So, um, you know, if you need help figuring out how to sleep better, uh, a couple of things, you know, make sure your room is dark, cool, and quiet. Uh, if you can't keep it quiet, like you're in a place that has noisy neighbors or whatever, you know, try introducing maybe some gentle white noise that can drown out noises uh, that may disrupt sleep cycles. Uh, so, yeah. And don't just set a waking up alarm, set a wind down alarm at night too. So uh, that will help kind of remind you to start winding down for the night. Um if you, you know, don't remember, because I think that's one of the biggest things for our body clock is to help uh, keep, uh, help remind you to, you know, wind down as well as um, having alarm for getting up. So uh, also, if you do need help winding down and sleeping better, you could check out my evening routine for boosting positive emotion that I linked in the show notes of this episode on morehappylife.co. Okay, so the next thing, which is number six, is to eat foods that can actually boost your energy. Okay, so here are a couple of the foods that I was reading about. One is raw cacao. Okay, so cacao is basically just the, you know, the raw form of cocoa um, before it's turned into chocolate. (laughs) And it's like basically eating dark chocolate nibs like chunky or crunchy dark chocolate thingies so if you don't like dark chocolate and that kind of bitter taste you may not like it but it definitely um can be an energy booster as it has phenylalanine in it um and can really help boosting energy with something that's natural um so that's kind of an interesting thing uh you know just as always, um, do your me search as well as your research. And if it doesn't work for you, if you don't like it, like for me, for example, I just, I'm not a big caffeine guy, um, because it doesn't necessarily help me with my heart, um, in terms of like speeding up my heart, racing heart, all that stuff. Uh, so, you know, give it a try. Another thing is chia seeds. Chia seeds are a really good one. Also increasing fiber through flaxseed too. Flaxseed or flaxseed meal, throw it in your smoothie, throw it in your cereal, um, whatever. And those are some good things that uh, can help increase fiber. And chia seeds can actually help to increase energy as well, just like caffeine, but naturally. So that's really good. There's even um, a book that talks about this. And if you've ever read the book, born to run. And it talks about the tribe in um, Mexico that basically runs for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles, um, powered by chia seeds. So it's kind of cool. Third thing is eating more leafy greens or spinach or kale types of dark greens, um, or, or just like food with a lot of um, B vitamins, uh, because these can help convert the nutrients that you eat into energy better and more efficiently. So that's, you know, when everyone's like, eat your spinach or like, you know, Popeye, (laughs) like that's why, uh, it's not just because, you know, vegetables are healthy, but the B vitamins in the, in the, in the vegetables or specifically in these leafy greens like spinach and kale, 
uh, can actually help you to process and convert the nutrients more efficiently that you do already eat. So that is number six. All right, the seventh thing is to decrease your allostatic load. Okay, so this is really important. Um, we get spikes in stress, and any spike in stress can increase cortisol and adrenaline in your blood, epinephrine. Uh, and this increases your allostatic load, which is basically um, you know, the amount of adrenaline that your body can, and like all these kind of stress hormones that your body can handle or that your body is handling is the load, uh, uh, they call it your allostatic load. Uh, and which if, or over time, if you are constantly stressed or anxious and your, you know, levels of those chemicals are high, this can, this can exhaust your body. It can really kind of put a damper on the energy that you feel because it's just overwhelming. It's like, you know, if you're constantly feeling stress all the time, like threat response stress, then it's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever gone skydiving or done something super stressful, even if it was positive stress afterwards, you actually just are exhausted. It's just, it's exhausting physically to your body uh, and your brain. Uh, so decrease your allostatic load by, um, you know, asking yourself questions like, what can you let go of today? Uh, what can you include that decreases your stress today? What, who can you connect to today? Which we'll, we'll talk about connection in, in a later uh, segment of this episode as well. Uh, mindfulness can decrease your allostatic load. One study actually showed that uh, doing loving kindness meditation, or basically wishing good things upon somebody that you love and you care about and that cares about you for just 10 minutes a day, altered the size of the amygdala of the participants in the study, um, which is basically the part of your brain that's responsible for perception of threat and spikes in anxiety. So like when people's amygdalas are less um, hyperactive, I guess you could say, they have less anxiety and um, you know a lower allostatic load as a result. So that's something that you can uh, work on. And I really do love loving kindness meditation because it just feels good to think about, you know, what would it look like for somebody that I love to have an amazing day today? And you wish for things based on the Buddhist tradition, which is, you know, may you be safe, may you be healthy, may you be happy, may you live with ease. And those are really beautiful, you know, wishes or statements to think upon or, or wish upon somebody that you love. And if you really just visualize and imagine them as if those things were true, it can be really powerful. And it can fill your your body and your mind with peace and love for that person. So uh, that's those are just a few things that you can do to decrease your allostatic load when you're trying to decrease um, well, increase your energy. Number eight is to connect to your purpose and your values. Okay. So stress can really come from 
constantly spending an effort on something that you do not value. If you are always, or if you're working on something that you don't value, this is, this can be stressful, right? If you are, you know, um, overwhelmed with boredom, basically, uh, if you don't value something and you're, and you have to spend effort and time on that thing, it can really affect you and drop your energy. So, you know, I think it's important to look at what is my purpose? What is my mission? What are things that I value? And then connect to those things and you will gain energy from doing that. I think energy comes when you set intention towards something that you deeply value and you believe is helping you to accomplish your purpose in life. So look at the activities that you engage in every single day and ask yourself, how is this connected to what I value most? Or is this something that is helping me to connect to my purpose in life? And if you can connect what you're doing, even if it's stressful, to what you value or to your purpose, your mission in life, then you can you can absolutely uh, make more energy and create more energy and generate more energy. Uh, there's a really cool study from Kelly McGonigal where she talked about how we can feel stressed and her, her book is called the upside of stress and how often we can feel stressed, but if we feel stressed and then we connect that thing that's stressing us out to something that we value, it actually switches the response in our brain and it makes it good. So it, there's two types of stress. There's threat type of stress, and then there's challenge stress. And if we can switch the stress from threat to challenge, uh, energy increases. And if we can just connect the thing that is stressing us out to something that we value, then it can switch from a threat stress to a challenge stress. So that's one way that research shows you can actually change stress from energy sucking to energy producing. So I would try that. The ninth thing is rock out to your favorite tunes. Okay, so you've probably got a favorite song or a favorite maybe playlist or band or mu music group or whatever. So, you know, belting out your favorite song gives you uh, energy lift. It, it, according to a study actually in the Journal of Music Therapy, sounds like a really cool journal, researchers measured people's arousal levels after singing along or just listening to one song and found that the subjects felt more energetic after singing that song uh, at the top of their lungs, right? <laughs> like with the windows up in your car. <laughs> Uh, so when you hit those high notes, right, it requires a little bit of effort, triggering a stress response, right, a challenge stress that gives you a boost is what researchers uh, found. So if you're too shy to sing, you know, maybe tapping along with your foot uh, can also have a similar effect as well. So the point is, you know, get, get into your music, uh, find a playlist, create a playlist, and then get into it, sing it you know, tap along, dance along, 
get get that going in your body and move your body. Like I said at the first of this podcast uh, episode, moving your body can help you. But also pairing that movement with music is really powerful. Something that I love doing in the mornings when I can is dancing <laughs> on my trampoline. Um, currently, I'm in a hotel room in Saudi Arabia, and so um, jumping on the bed is almost as good as um, a trampoline. <laughs> it's a pretty big bed, and it's a pretty comfy bed, too, so it bounces pretty well. And so I'm going to try that tomorrow morning, is um, getting up and jumping on the bed uh, with some music on in my headphones. I think it's going to be awesome. So yeah, that's something I highly recommend. The tenth thing is connect to people that you love. There's a story that I really love of a man who, his name is John Groberg, and he was doing a, a service mission in the South Pacific. Um, and he got caught in a storm when he was sailing between two islands. This is like pre you know, motorboats. And even I think they actually did have motorboats back then, but he didn't have one. He had either sailboats or rowboat. And there were these little teeny boats between the islands. And he was thrown into this relentless ocean. His boat capsized and the storm was not letting up. His energy was just totally sapped, right? Speaking of energy. And he started to think that it was all over for him. Okay. And so, you know, he thought what people might imagine and think when they heard that he had died at sea. Then he remembered his, his girlfriend, actually, who he had been sending letters to and who who's writing to him from the United States. And he knew her love for him, and he believed deeply in this connection as he thought of this love, something inside of him took strength and he was given energy to keep swimming and actually save his life. And they ended up getting married and it's a really cool story. But he, you know, because of that love that reached thousands of miles away, it reached across, you know, the entire world. And she wasn't even, she wasn't present with him, but the love was. And I don't know if you've ever had in those those moments where you're just thinking about somebody and you're like, oh, I should call them or I should text them or, you know, oh, I was just, you know, grateful for how great they are or whatever. And then all of a sudden, boom, like they text you and they're like, hey, I was just thinking about you <laughs> or whatever. And um, so, you know, I think it's, it's interesting that love is so powerful to energize us. True connection really can energize us. Barbara Friedrichsen calls it positivity resonance. When you really connect with somebody and you feel it, right? So you can you can feel that love. Um, today I was actually uh, in the classroom here in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia, and I was just talking to one of the participants of this program and he was so kind and loving. I just met him today. He came and he shook my hand and he thanked me. Thank you so much for coming all the way from the United States and just looked me in the eyes and just held my hand. And 
I just felt so much love and connection with him. And I'm so, you know, thankful for that because I'm like kind of jet lagging here. <laughs> it really, it really energized me. It was, it was so powerful uh, to feel that care and love from somebody. So it doesn't have to be somebody who you've known forever. I mean, it just happened today, right? There was this mutual respect and this love and care from somebody who I didn't even know his name and, and who we don't even speak the same language very well. So uh, really powerful principles. So who loves you? When was the last time that you connected with them? Can you connect with them and reach out to them to boost your energy? Can you do that today? You might also help boost their energy as well. So, I mean, the research actually from Barbara Fiedrichsen about positivity resonance and, you know, that kind of love 2.0 concept that she presents actually says that, yes, you will both feel more energized and you will actually both be healthier from that connection. So connect to somebody that you love. All right. So the last one that I want to talk about is a really powerful one as well, which is look forward. Anticipation is so powerful. So this is the 11th thing. And, you know, think about and ask yourself this question. What are you looking forward to? What gives you hope in life today? Right. We can anticipate something in a positive way that can be as soon as, you know, the next meal in your day, like, you know, dinner or breakfast or whatever. Um, and or we can anticipate something in the future, such as you know having children someday, or uh, you know being able to participate in some experience that you've always wanted to participate in. So that's uh, something that you can really boost your energy with, which is, you know, looking forward to that thing. And there's research that actually shows that the anticipation of a positive event in your life is actually, um, it produces more positive energy than the actual positive event itself. When you go to experience it, there's one study that showed that, that the anticipation of the event was actually much more, um, positive in the minds of the people that were imagining this event than the actual event itself. So it's, it's kind of crazy. So, you know, having something to look forward to can really boost your energy and increase positive anticipation. If you don't have something already to look forward to, add something to your calendar right now. Think about something that you could be excited about, you know, Um, and look forward to that thing, put it on your calendar, uh, set a reminder, you know, a month away, a week away to remind you, Hey, remember this, this is going to be awesome. Like I'm really looking forward to, as soon as I come back from this trip, going to TEDx Salt Lake city. I'm super excited about that. I'm having a, a, t- a 10 year reunion with my, uh, classmates from a study travel study program that I was in. I'm excited for that. I'm looking forward to seeing my wife again. I'm, uh, you know, looking forward to this this concert that I just I got tickets for in December, which is kind of a ways out, but it's going to be beautiful in this beautiful church, uh, and it's Vivaldi by Candlelight. So just things that I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to teaching and connecting with these uh, students of this. Uh, 
you know, positive leadership program that I'm, that I'm delivering this week and next week. So what can you look forward to? Uh, you know, put that on your calendar, put it in your mind that can really energize you. So thank you for listening to this episode. And I hope that these are some things that can energize you, that can boost your energy today. Uh, and, and every day, you know, if you're feeling that lack of energy, um, make sure that you do something from this list. And it's kind of a recap, right? Are you hydrated? Are you drinking enough water? Are you moving enough and exercising or just walking? Simple movement, gentle um, movement can be really powerful, like walking, yoga, dance, you know, um, going for or st- stretching your body. Eat smaller meals more often to balance your blood sugar levels, optimize your breathing, <sighs> right? <laughs> Sleep better. Uh, like we talked about, um, so important and, uh, eat things that you can, that can boost your energy naturally, decrease your allostatic load and the stress, uh, switch the stress from threat to challenge, uh, connect with your purpose and your values, rock out to music that you love, connect with people who you love, really connect with them. And then anticipate something really positive. So those are just 11 things that can, I think, that are all backed by really interesting studies that you can do to boost your energy without caffeine. And like I said at the first, I don't have anything against caffeine other than that it's not necessarily the thing for me uh, because of my, you know, anxiety and stuff like that. Um, But... Uh, and how it makes my heart kind of jolt into high speed. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I've had to come up with different ways to boost my energy when I'm having a hard day or of, of energy or when I'm, for example, jet lagged today. Uh, so, you know, there are things that really do work and that can help. And um, it really is, uh, a lot of these are very powerful strategies. So I hope that they've helped and I hope that you can do that. And if, if caffeine maybe isn't something that you want in your life uh, because of things that you've read about it uh, or that you've read about coffee or that you've read about energy drinks or whatever, not being healthy over time, which there are definitely lots of things, uh, you know, then maybe this will help you uh, to be motivated to, you know, stop drinking caffeine um, in, in, in whatever form you do consume it. Uh, because I mean, in the end, caffeine really, it's just a, it's just a stimulant that is tricking your brain into thinking that you have energy when really your body may or may not necessarily have, have energy. And, and once again, energy, what is energy? Is it physical energy? Is it mental clarity? Is it, is it motivation? You know, um, I mean, is it, is it love? It's a good question that I'd love to kind of leave this episode on is, you know, what is energy for you? And of all the research that you can do and and read about boosting your energy, the most important research that you can do is what I like to call me search. So try these things for yourself and, you know, figure out for you personally what boosts your energy And I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to have you share with me what it is that boosts your energy. 
And uh, if you do, you know, feel free to reach out on Instagram at More Happy Life. Uh, you can also uh, reach out through the review section of the Apple Podcasts, um, just on your, you know, app. Uh, you can leave a review right there, just saying, "Hey, this is what boosts my energy," or "Thanks for the, you know, energy episode that was helpful." Um, and if it was helpful for you too, please share this with with somebody that you think maybe <laughs> needs a boost of energy today. So I hope that this uh, really helps you and uh, really looking forward to the next episode too, um, that I, I, I got to interview uh, one of my really good friends uh, and colleagues, uh, Louis Aloro, who talks about so many amazing um, things that I think are also energy boosting, uh, but that are really powerful principles. He was my instructor for my CAP certification in positive psychology. And uh, it's definitely going to be an amazing episode. So I hope you, if you didn't have anything else to look forward to, <laughs> put that one on your list for sure of something to anticipate for next week. Thanks so much for being here as always and be well. <laughs>